Let's look at Tuesday. Five games in the NBA, some streaming options, what we're watching, what's on my radar. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and lucky I turned down the offer to host the Golden Globes. Wouldn't want that hit on my reputation. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble, and on Instagram at locked on fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That is $150 with $5. Easy. Go to fangel.com slash locked on to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. You a double banger? You should be. Go join the DB squad. Watch the video. Listen to the audio. In the comments below here, just tell me that you're double banged. It's real simple stuff. Hit a thumbs up, ring the bell, all that sort of stuff. Love my double bangers. Let's talk about Tuesday in the NBA. If you haven't seen it, I just put out an injury update video across all of the NBA teams. So I'm not going to go through all of the injury updates for Tuesday because I literally just did it. 30 minutes ago, so you can go and check uh, those injuries up there. Unless there's anything that's been updated in the meantime, we will be running with that same sort of information. What we do need to pay attention to, though, is who has the back-to-backs Tuesday to Wednesday. Wednesday's a 10-game day, so you may have an open roster spot, but you might not. So pay attention to that and have a look at your own squad to see how that works. There are four teams who do have that combination back-to-back. It is the Pistons in a big one there with the presence or absence of Cade Cunningham. I'm pretty shocked we played both of them, to be honest, and that does open up some value. Minnesota, they shouldn't be any worries in terms of injuries or rests or anything like that. The Kings, Trey Lyles is the only real question mark on that back-to-back, and the Raptors should be okay injury-wise as well, unless something actually goes down uh, during the games on uh, on Tuesday. So there are our um, back-to-back options there. So let's lead us straight into the streams of the day. For a 10-team stream, I am still looking at Dante DiVincenzo, although his upside is a little bit capped with the way that Thomas Thibodeau is running those rotations. Sometimes it's Grimes, sometimes it's Hart, sometimes it's DiVincenzo. Sometimes it's Deuce McBride, apparently. So that's how we're running with that. We're going to go 10-teamer with Dante. For a 12-teamer, we are going with the Dart, Goga Badadze. We still don't have an update yet on Wendell Carter, whether he's going to play, but I feel really confident that Goga is going to start regardless um, as Wendell deals with a knee problem now. Um, For the 14-teamer, I am going with Killian Hayes. That is working under the assumption that Cade Cunningham will miss this game. Jaden Ivey's at 50% rostered, so he doesn't fall under my categories for 12 or 14 team streaming, and I think Dante could be better than him in a 10-teamer. I would still add Ivy over Hayes, but you know, if you want to do Hayes, do it. He's available like 93% of leagues. 16-teamer, I'm going to work under the assumption again that Derek Lively is out. So Dwight Powell, 26 minutes starting center, 9 and 8, a steal, maybe a block, 65% shooting. That's really pretty useful for a 16-team league. For a Yahoo points and an ESPN points, it was really close in my projections between Killian Hayes and Goga Badadze. If you want a little bit of safety, it's probably Goga. Although 
Of course, Goga's value can be influenced by Wendell's presence or absence, whereas Killian's is almost entirely dependent on Cade being out, and he may or may not be. We just don't have any update on that yet, and I don't imagine one will come. Maybe, let's actually go and have a look. Has anything come in the last you know hour or so? Um, nope, nothing else has come through. Um, you'll be actually stunned as I'm recording this. The Hornets gave an actual proper update on Mark Williams. I know I did the update earlier on the injury show talking about Mark Williams at his back and said that there was no timetable to return. They actually said something. I cannot believe this. Mark Williams will continue to rehab his lower back injury. That doesn't tell us anything. As he works towards his return to play, Williams will be listed out for one additional week and updates on his status will be provided as appropriate. That is amazing for that absolute shit show franchise. They gave us something. Wowie. All right, there you go. So it's another week for Williams, which is actually what we had him projected for out over on the uh, injury update show earlier on today. So what is on my radar? Minnesota is taking on the Orlando Magic in the first game. I want to watch the Wizard of Nas, Nas Reed, because he's sort of hovering. He's rostered in so many 12-10 leagues, and I don't actually think that's necessary. You can, absolutely you can, but I don't think you have to. If someone goes down, more importantly, if Rigo Bear goes down, then Reed will become an absolute must-roster guy. And if you want to hold through his like top 150 run at the moment, waiting for that, or maybe thinking that could happen, or even just having it as insurance, that's okay. Because he's not like giving us no value in a situation where Go Bear plays. But he's not like what he is doing currently in that role makes him must-roster. It's not. Let's see how they use him because sometimes it's 19, sometimes it's 25 minutes. For the Magic, I want to watch Markel Fultz. He didn't hit a single shot in his return. He played like 16 minutes. What they've been doing is starting Jalen Suggs at point guard now, not Mr. Black. So Suggs has transitioned into a point guard and that is with Gary Harris out as well. I wonder what they do. I, I would guess that when Fultz returns, they play Fultz and Suggs together. But the problem has always been, and our question has always been with that backcourt, is that Suggs and Fultz both couldn't shoot. Now, Suggs has improved his shooting a lot. But if they can actually get away with playing Suggs at point guard, do they start Harris? Do they continue to start Caleb Houston at the two? Because he can shoot. It's an interesting development on that team, at least. They don't think they ever want to start Cole Anthony. But it is a very interesting development that they've transitioned Suggs to the point guard role. We'll probably see Fultz get back in there at some point, but let's see how they utilize that. It is interesting. Maybe not for you, but for me it is. For streaming, Kyle Anderson's probably the guy in Minnesota. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker after him, but they're healthy, so it's pretty boring. For the um, for the Magic, it is Goga, whose value rises even further if Wendell is out, and then you throw Mo Wagner into that mix as well. If Jalen Suggs is available in your league, he's him and Cole Anthony are two of the guys you go and grab, but these are more lower-rostered players that we are looking at here. Today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. 2023 is over. 2024 has started. We all have calendars, but sometimes we might get a little bit messed up around the change in years and trying to figure out what we're going to do and maybe overstretch or overextend and then it leads to a bad start to the year. With therapy, it can help you identify what your strengths are, what things you've been doing well and help to build on it. How do you improve that? Like you, maybe you were trying to get healthier in 2023. So you said, I'm going to start taking a daily vitamin. You did that and you go, that's great. So what do I do next? Do I become a bodybuilder, a triathlete? No, not necessarily, but maybe it's like, hey, let's integrate one extra serve of vegetables per day. And therapy helps you focus on the little things, the small changes, the permanent changes, the things that are doable, not the grandiose ideas of things that are going to fix everything when inevitably they don't. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a quick questionnaire, and they match you with a therapist who should be the best fit for you. But if it isn't, you just request a new one. You get a new therapist because finding that connection is super important in getting something positive out of therapy. Celebrate the progress that you've already made in 2023. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MBA today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. Let us look at the second game. That is game one done. Um, It is Sacramento and Detroit. Darren Fox has stunk recently really bad. And he's been continually grabbing at his wrist. So I want to watch that. Is he going to continue to be horrible? I saw something from Matt George, host of Locked on Kings yesterday, who said that Darren Fox, well, he didn't say, he he just tweeted this. He And I didn't, I hadn't picked this up at the time. Darren Fox scored the first three points of the game for the Kings and didn't score for the entirety of the game after that. That's crazy. So he hit the shot and then that's it, done. Might as well just packed it in. He was horrible. And Kings fans, are not, they're not turning but they're not entirely impressed that after these blowout losses that the guy they send out to face the media is Keon Ellis. They're not very happy with things there. And I don't know, maybe they got a little bit ahead of themselves in the value of that team after that impressive run last season. We'll see where that goes. But Fox could be dealing with something. He's just obviously um, subject to the vagaries of form fluctuation, and it's a real downer at the moment. Let's watch the wrist, and let's see how he bounces back from a stinker in the last one. For the Pistons, it is Jaden Ivey that I do want to watch. How much do they put the ball in his hands with Cade out? Because they've been limiting him at times so that Alec Burks can play. But without Cade out there, they probably do need that. Or does Monty truly believe that he is just a shooting guard? Which all of the good stuff we saw from Ivy, Ivy last season was when he played as a point guard. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how they decide to use him. Will they just keep playing him off ball or will they increase his percentage of on-ball opportunities? In terms of streaming, it probably is Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! over on the Kings, especially if Trey Lyles is out. Barnes is the least sexy fantasy player that exists. Basically, he doesn't do anything exciting ever. One of the worst shot-blocking power forwards of all time. He just sort of does mid bits and pieces. But that sometimes can be just enough to accumulate a bit of value. And then on the side of the Pistons, if Killian Hayes is the guy, like obviously I've said many times I would add Ivy over Hayes, but that might not be possible. And then after Hayes, we look at Alec Burks as an option there as well. So there are our stream options for the Pistons, under, working under the assumption that Cade Cunningham is sidelined. Portland and the Knicks. We did just get an update on the Blazers. Their actual injury report just dropped. We knew that Moses Brown and Robert Williams were going to be out. We expected DeAndre Ayton to be out, and he's listed doubtful. And I said this on the injury update show, that he was spotted at the Newark airport joining the team for their New York road trip. So he's not going to play in that game on Tuesday, most likely, but he could be returning end of the week. They also officially listed Jabari Walker and Matisse Thibel questionable. And if Walker plays, the value of Reith will be very interesting because Reith's two big games have been the two big games that both Aiton and Walker have been out. So let's see how they utilize Reith, who is definitely going to be converted to a full-time contract, and then what that means when Aiton returns, probably the game after this. So we're watching Reith, who was great last two games. He's a pretty good player, but I think that him being a 12-team savior is not it. For the Knicks, it's always about the DiVincenzo. It used to be about the Barrett-DiVincenzo-Hart-Quickly-Grimes combo. Two of those blokes are out of there. So it's three of them now. Still hasn't really given us that much clarity because we're now looking at Hart, DiVincenzo, and Grimes. And occasionally we get a little bit of McBride shuffled in there. 
I want to watch Josh Hart, who just does not feel like I want to rely upon him for 12-team leagues. The minutes are okay, but the production's all over the shop. So let's see if we can change my mind. And then in terms of streams, it's the same sort of guys. It's Reith and Hart. It is DiVincenzo in those shallower formats, as we talked about, listing him as the stream of the day for 10-team leagues. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Dallas Mavericks would have loved to have gotten an update on the big fella, Jar Morant, but we do not have that. Vince Williams came off the bench last game, but played 36 minutes, replaced Vince Williams three, uh, Vince Williams replaced Xavier Tillman three minutes into the game. Tillman never returned. The center lotto is just something I'm just avoiding. I don't care about Tillman. I don't care about Biombo. I don't trust their lineups even because they change those every five seconds. I don't really care about Santi Aldama. Williams is the better option. So do they go to him over Canard? Do they just start Jackson at power forward or sorry, at center and put Williams into that lineup alongside Canard, Bain and... Who's the other guy that was out on that? I can't remember who the other player was. Someone completely that has just slipped my mind. Anyway, that doesn't matter. But I do want to watch what Williams is able to do. He's at least a 14-team option. And then Derek Jones with Dante Exum likely out, with Derek Lively likely out as well. That hasn't been confirmed. I am looking at Jones as a 12-team streamer. And they're the guys that I'm watching, watch their role, how they perform. And also, they're probably the better streaming options on this squad as well. Toronto, after a big upset against the Golden State Warriors on the road, they go to take on the Lakers now. Scott Barnes was quite poor in the last game. What I want to see with Barnes is usage. He was at 24 last game, which is fine. But I also want to watch his rebound numbers because he's playing a different defensive role. It's taking him away from being under the basket, which really juiced his block and rebound numbers because now that Onanobi's out, he has to be the primary defender, and he wasn't before. And that can impact his numbers. So let's see whether this is a trend of lower rebounds, lower blocks, and a different role that impacts what he does. We need to watch that. For the Lakers, Austin Reeves really struggled last game. I went on record yesterday and said, yesterday's game did not indicate that it was because D'Angelo Russell returned that Reeves struggled. But it could be the case. They both played over 30 minutes. Reeves had a Tony Snell in his first seven minutes of the game, and Russell wasn't on the court for any of that. So... It could have just been a coincidental thing, but if we see Reeves lose minutes to Russell or we see a real downtick in his production when he plays alongside Russell, then we start to get a bit more concerned with it. Although I do believe that in three weeks, D'Angelo Russell will be playing in a different uniform. He also didn't uh, refuse to talk to the media after the, the game and he had a, you know, not a bad return, but yeah, that's never a great sign when he gets pissy because he knows, he knows he's out of there. In terms of streams, Torian Prince... He's probably the Lakers guy with Rui Hachimura likely sidelined there too. You could go down to Cam Reddish if you hate good basketball. And Gary Trent would be the Toronto guy that I would take a look at, who scored like 14 last game. He's a nice points and threes guy. That's probably about it for Trenner, as we're well aware. We know what he does and we know what he doesn't do. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is done, but there is still time to get in on the action over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed if you place a $5 bet. Place the bet, you get $150 in bonus bets. It doesn't even matter if you win or lose. All you got to do is put a $5 bet on. That is so simple. Maybe you want to just chuck it. Hey, Lamar Jackson MVP, is he going to win it? Maybe. Let's throw that on because you get 5 bucks, you might get some money back and you get the 150 straight into your bonus bets, kitty. The app is so easy to use as well. There are so many different ways to bet. Like, you're not going to be, you're going to be stunned. Same gay parlays. They have them. They also have a parlay hub where you can look at parlays and you can go put a parlay together. Maybe you want to chuck a, who do you think is going to win defensive player of the year? Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett, Lamar Jackson futures parlay. Can you do that? Do they include that as a parlay? Maybe. I don't know. I'm talking, talking garbage, but who knows? There's so many different parlay options. People create parlays. They stick them in the parlay hub. You can tail other people's parlays as well or create your own. It's all possible when you're talking parlays on Fangio. So go to fangio.com slash locked on and make your first bet 
a mixed metaphor, mixed sport metaphor layup. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's bang out the rest of this after that Toronto Lakers look ahead. Oh, is that it? That's the five games done. Cool. Let's look at what we're doing two for ones, Tuesday through Wednesday, if you have the ability to stream in on a Wednesday with 10 games on. These are the names that I'm looking at. I've got Alec Burks up the top. And the reason I have Alec Burks as a better two-for-one option is if Cade does play one of the games, let's say Cade sits Tuesday and plays Wednesday, Burks has shown that he's got a steady 24 to 30-minute role, irrespective. Hayes might play 31 minutes if Cade is out. He might play 12 if Cade is in. At the moment, all I have is Cade out on Tuesday, maybe playing Wednesday. Be very stunned if he played both on a back-to-back, but I just don't know because they've told us nothing yet. But if we hear that Cade is out, then Hayes will jump to the top of this list ahead of Alec Burks. And not Jaden Ivey ahead of all of them. The pencil Harrison Barnes is in there. Again, not sexy, but maybe you get 24 combined points with three triples, eight rebounds, three assists, a steal, and definitely zero blocks, maybe. You got the wiki Chris Boucher, who's getting 16, 17 minutes a night now as the backup behind Jakob Pertl. Been a nice little boost for him. And there's no real competition because Coloco's still ill. Jonte Porter's playing a little bit, but Boucher's doing okay. And this is where it gets iffy, doesn't it? Because I've actually got two of the players that I've probably hated on the most on this show. Jim Wiseman, who still is he's still terrible, but he's getting all the backup center minutes. And the fort Kevin Knox. And to be fair to Kevin Knox, he has improved a lot. He actually looks, maybe it's the surrounding talent. He looks, he looks like a solid enough rotation player. Not someone you want to be pumping 25 minutes into as a starter, but he's better than Isaiah Livers. So I don't know. There's He looks capable, but again, maybe that's because so many of his teammates are not. Shout out to $40 million guaranteed legend Marvin Bagley, by the way, who's getting DMP'd behind James Wiseman. What a deal that was from uh, Las Vegas resident Troy Weaver. I'm going to start trying to incorporate this onto these daily look-ahead shows as much as possible, just so you've got an idea, because we heard this referenced with Ty Lu and Kawhi Leonard yesterday when he sat him for that. It wasn't even the final two minutes. He sat him for like the final minute and 45 seconds because put him back in for the final 17 seconds. He said, look, he was on a back-to-back and they've got five games in eight days coming up, so we've got to be cautious of their load. Giggity. And back-to-backs are annoying. Three games in four nights could be annoying. A five in eight is a real thing that the NBA medical staffs start to like, go, hmm, we need to be cautious here. So you, you might see a sit, like the Celtics and Jason Tatum today. You might just see those guys start to sit down when they're in the middle of those, a limited minute situation, an occasional rest. Five in eight is what much worse for the player than a three and four or a back-to-back. Because there's multiple back-to-backs in it in a five to eight usually, but it's such a, especially if there's travel involved, it's big. So I just want to flag that so we're aware. And starting Tuesday, heading into next Tuesday, maybe we'll see you next Tuesday, the Thunder and the Kings play five games in eight nights. And the Thunder have not been injured at all this season. The Kings haven't really been either. But just watch the build-up of load on Fox, maybe Sabonis. And for the Thunder, I don't think there'll be any problems, but this is where management of like a Chet might happen. There might be a 24-minute night in there somewhere. I don't think there'll be anything for Shea, but it's just it's just something to keep at the back of your head. Just, if you need, especially if you see someone slumping, go, well, what's going on? Why are the minutes down? What's happening? Could be it. It could be it. Let's chunk it up as well. Tuesday through Saturday, we've got three quality game days, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And 
to our delight, there are plenty of teams that actually play on those three days. So if you are dealing with a full roster on Wednesday and Friday, you can add someone for Tuesday, play them Tuesday, play them Thursday, play them Saturday, and get that bonus in. So who are those players and who are those teams? Josh the Hitman Hart plays Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So the Knicks, DiVincenzo, Hart, Deeper Leagues, Grimes. Deeper, deeper, deeper leagues, Precious Achua. Torian Prince of the Lakers, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So Torian Prince, deeper leagues, Cam Reddish. The Crucifix, Christian Wood. I don't think Hachimura is going to be back, but three games, three qualities in the next five. The Mavericks and Derek Jones Jr., Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. We're expecting that Derek Lively misses some time, so deeper leagues, Dwight Powell. We're expecting Dante Exa misses some time, so even Joshy Green is there. Like Tim Hardaway's got some value, although you know you're going to get dicked at some point with him. But they got the three quality games coming up. And then we get to some guys who've got more value due to what they can do. Um, but they've got two game schedules. So Goga Badadze plays Tuesday and Saturday. I think Goga is just worth an ad with Wendell dealing with whatever he's dealing with. You've got Dwap Reith who plays Tuesday, Thursday. Aiton maybe returns on Thursday, so that is something to watch. But Reith is worth a grab here and seeing what how that plays out. And then there's Lou Dort. I said the Thunder of staying in this five game and eight night situation coming up. But they play Thursday, Saturday. They've got the back-to-back Wednesday there as well, but Dort is playing at a decently high level, and you know, you're obviously not grabbing him because you don't get any value there on Tuesday, but Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, you've got a nice little run starting for the Thunder, and Dort might be the beneficiary in terms of just streaming in on Tuesday for 10 teams. We are looking at the big ragu, fonted by, fonted? No, followed by Goga Badadze, Jalen Suggsy Suggs, who's been, honestly, I don't know how I'm going to do my fake awards ballot this season, but... You know, is Scotty Barnes or Tyrese Maxey most improved player? Because they you know, Barnes went from starter, okay starter, to very high-level player. Maxey's gone from, you know, solid enough starter to definite all-star. So also is Barnes. But, like, what about Jalen Johnson, who's gone from non-rotation player to the Hawks' second-best player? Or Jalen Suggs, who's gone to, wow, what a bust as a top-five pick to legitimately, are you the best defensive guard in the NBA non-Derek White division? Like, that's an, that, where, how do you view that improvement? Anyway, Suggs is a good streamer for 10-teamers. Killian Hayes, Josh Hart, and Derek Jones round out that list. Remember, if you're in a 12-team league, just start at the top here and see who's available and then stream them in. This is relatively in order. When we go to the 12-teamers, we're only looking at players who are 60% plus available. We're going to start here with the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. Go to Dwap Reith, Alec Burks, Dwight Powell, Harrison Barnes, and Vince Williams Jr., and then for deeper leagues, these are all 20% rostered or below. Chuma Okeke, Luke the Duck Canard, the Crucifix Christian Wood, Santi Aldama, Caleb Houston, and the Wiki, Chris Boucher. Lastly, we look at points league streaming. Killian Hayes at the top there with Goga Badadze, Derek Jones, Alec Burks, Josh Hart, and the great Barrier Reith. That is... We'll do it for me today on this show. I'll be back, obviously, later on with a recap show of all of the six games from Monday. If you are over here on the old YouTube, be a part of the DB squad. Listen and watch. Give it a thumbs up. Hit the bell. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.